Hi, and welcome back to another edition of NFL Game Time Podcast with your hosts, I'm Alex Rubinson. And I'm Shai Dweck. We're already past the midway point of the NFL season, so as we kind of turn to the second half, we'll kind of, you know, some teams, inconsistencies, bunch together, so we're really going to try to separate the teams, preview the second half, what that has in store for us, along with every week breaking down this week's matchup of games, who will win, and who will maybe face a, a gut-wrenching loss when they need it most. So, let's get right into it, because it's game, game time. time! So, as always, we start with a Thursday night game, and this being the Baltimore Ravens going to Miami, taking on the Miami Dol- Dolphins. At this point, we don't even know who the Dolphins are starting at quarterback. No, we don't. Um, it could be Jacoby Brissett. That's, I think that's what I have heard a little bit more, but that could lean that way um, recently. But we, again, we don't know. And it kind of summarizes a little bit of the Dolphins' uh, season, Alex, that they're kind of unsure um, uh, about, about that position. I think looking at um, the Ravens' last outing is also important because... They didn't impress like I thought they would. Exactly. Like, the Vikings, they're inconsistent where they can have these really good performances. But in Baltimore, I really thought the Ravens' defense would have a much better game, especially when they took the lead. The Vikings, I mean, they really had their way with that uh, game-tying game drive. I j- we just don't—we've come to expect Ravens' teams led by a dominant defense— and, you know, Lamar Jackson's doing his part. This Ravens offense is getting better and better. We'll see how Rashad Bateman continues to progress. You know, he missed most of the first half of his rookie season. But this defense and the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender. In my mind, they are. But if they want to really, if they want to get to that point, get to the Super Bowl, or even potentially an AFC championship game, that defense has to play better especially when you go up against high-powered offenses, electric, you know, big playmaking, receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks with huge arms. That defense ha- has to be better because I think it's it's been a disappointment this year, and I know they dealt with injuries. Yeah, you can, you know, you can put some blame on them, but at some point you can also say you know, this defense is underperforming. I think you're absolutely right. Um you know, the, I think the, on the offensive side of the ball, very impressive from Lamar to be able to take his team down when it matters, you know, drive the ball, uh, you know. The knock on Lamar, and I think it was well warranted at the time, and I had the concern as well, was when you're losing, can you rely on his arm? Right. Because you can rely on a, a great run game when you're winning, and that's pretty easy to do. Now we've seen it against the Colts. We saw last week in Minnesota against good teams. You know, these aren't... The Jaguars, these aren't, yeah, the Jets. These Colts, I know the Colts' record isn't great, but the Colts and Vikings are good football teams. So for Lamar Jackson to be able to come back in the way the Ravens did, I think that's another check uh, for his for his development and becoming you know an even better player and more complete player than when he was even the MVP not too long ago. Exactly, and I think there was a stat last season that said like when the Ravens were trailing us to start to go into the half against an above 500 team, I don't, like, I think they maybe won one or maybe two games of the entirety of last season. Now, technically, I don't think the Colts were 
Vikings are above 500 teams, but they are good enough to be in that category. Right. We've clearly seen an improvement from Lamar and this Ravens offense. You know, they had the ability to impose their will, I think, both um, you know, in the running game, but also just Lamar having the confidence to push the ball down the field and, and, and make those throws in those big moments. The defense has to be better, um, especially at home. Um, and Marquise, Marquise Brown has also been a breakout candidate. And I think those things with Lamar becoming a more complete passer and Marquise Brown stepping up and really becoming more of that first-round talent that he was coming out of Oklahoma, he's starting to live up to the billing. I think those things definitely go hand-in-hand. Hand, and I think it's not like a one thing is helping the other. I think the progression... An improvement of Marquise Brown is helping Lamar Jackson as a passer, but I also think Lamar Jackson as a passer and his development in that area is helping Marquise Brown become a better receiver. So, And I think also in the other way around, too, because it almost seems like Greg Roman and this Ravens uh, offense have taken a, a step forward or a transformation in terms of being a team that was very run-centric, that relied on the Dude. RPOs and the, and the read options now to a team that runs a vertical power run system where they can stretch you out. You can't stack the box against this team because Lamar has shown that he can hit you over the top to Rashad Bateman, to Marquise Brown, to Devin DuVernay. And, and in some cases, not- they've had to. With the defense underperforming, especially into you in compared to years past, they almost had to be more of a deep, a deep passing game, spread the guys out, go five wide. And I don't know if it's... You know, I don't know if they were forced to and it's working or they, that was a you know plan coming into the year. But whatever it is, Lamar's really taking that next step and as has this Ravens offense. It almost feels like, to me, that this was a development, a really smart development by Baltimore offensively, drafting these deep threat speed receivers. And then slowly, as Lamar takes those steps, you've, you've got guys that can run, guys who are going to take the top of a defense and allow you to either go to them if the defense is playing in, or go underneath kind of to your safety blanket and Mark Andrews, who's so, so good. And then you also have the running game, which is outstanding in that dual threat that, which Lamar provides with his legs. And I think Bateman's kind of almost an in-between guy. He can go deep, but he's also, you know, you need you need six on third down, he'll get you seven, that type of player. So sure. I'm going with the Ravens. I just They're just a better team than the Dolphins. Dolphins, they're a dis- they were they're a disappointment to begin with, but coming into the year, I just had, I just had them being a better Baltimore being a better team than than Miami. This Dolphins defense was great last year, specifically the secondary. It's been mediocre this year. I feel like mediocre at best. I just, I don't see. I and I know it's in Miami, but I just, I, I even with this underperforming Ravens defense, this Dolphins offense has been super inconsistent. You look at the progression of this Ravens offense and the regression of this Dolphins defense, Ravens should be able to handle business like they, like they normally do. And th- that's where you also have to get them When they're expected to win, they win. I completely agree. I, I, I think that uh, the, I mean, the Dolphins, yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore as well, but the Dolphins barely beat the Texans last week. There were nine turnovers in that game. They're just not playing good football. It's, it's sloppy football. And, you know, it seemed to me, you know, just by, you know, Watching the end of that game, the Dolphins seem content just really just to win. And when you, you know, it seems to me that if you're playing football that's so sloppy and struggling like that to put, win a football game against a team that's, you know, not great, you know, it says something about, about what your team has and, and kind of direction that you've taken 
um, you know, within that locker room. And again, I think Brent Flores probably gets another year to prove himself next year, but I definitely think that coming to the Air Flores was a hot coach of the year candidate. Again, I'm not saying he'll get fired at the end of the year, but I think I can say his his butt's on the hot seat. I think his butt's on the hot seat. Again, I th- it would have to be a complete disaster for the Dolphins to pull the trigger and fire him. But I think to say he's completely safe, I think, would be false. I agree. So, now let's go Sunday games. Falcons-Cowboys, as two or three weeks ago, we probably would have picked this to be a blowout. But, given what transpired, Cowboys did not play well at all last week on any phase of the football. And those Atlanta Falcons going into New Orleans, you, you blow it against Trevor Simeon, and then you, you Matt Ryan leads the game-winning drive. Falcons playing some really good football. Falcons, they're right in the thick of the playoff mix. They, I believe they'd actually make the playoffs if the season ended today, I'm going to go with the Cowboys just because I think last week, from the Cowboys' perspective, that's an outlier. That's an outlier. For them to only score 16 points, two meaningless touchdowns, essentially. In da- This game's in Dallas, in a dome. They're gonna. I think they're going to almost take that performance and put it on them and use it as motivation and confidence and come out early. Big plays down the field, attack. This Viking secondary that I think we got to give A.J. Terrell a lot of credit. I really like what he's done from year one to year two. He's becoming a pretty solid corner. But you look at this Cowboys receiving receiving group, they have C.D. Lamb. They have Amari Cooper. Don Charles is a really nice red zone threat. I don't. The Falcons don't have the defense to stop this Cowboys offense. I think the Cowboys are going to come out rolling. I think the Falcons will be able to put up points. But as we saw, you know, they were able to lead the game-winning drive, get the game-winning drive. But even last week, they still struggle with closing out games. And I just don't think they'll – if it's close late, I don't see them closing out this Cowboys offense. I absolutely agree. And, and I want to point out something. Denver's defense is really good. Let me it's just say, good. It's definitely – it's good. It's been – at times it's been up and down, and I didn't think they had – it's a the, solid defense. It's a solid defense. I just didn't think they'd have the firepower – on defense to stop one of the most explosive offenses yeah, in football. But also, it feels to me like even this year, this has not been a year where defenses have reigned supreme, where you can look at one defense and say, well, that defense has consistently been really good. I, Cardinals, I would say. You would say the Cardinals? Uh, what, maybe given expectations. because And maybe because there hasn't been. I do agree agree with you overall. There hasn't been one dominant defense. I think the Cardinals I have been agree. pretty... pretty you know, consistent overall, but they're real. I guess like maybe the Steelers by default in a way, but they're really. Had I struggles. do agree. I do agree with you. There hasn't been one dominant defense, right? And so I just thought that was interesting to to point out. But there, are, I think a lot of really good ones there. I I I I completely agree with what you said. This is an that was an outlier for Dallas, and I think that um, the Cowboys, you know, defense will be able to probably get more stops. And this this Atlanta defense will. And I know it's young. We saw it might be two stops to one stop. It might be. It's going to be a high scoring game. I think the Falcons' offense. I do think it'll be more of a struggle than for the Cowboys' offense. But I think Atlanta's offense will be able to put up points. Yeah, and let's be honest, they've like, gotten much better as of late too. They're Matt Ryan. He's been playing. He's been playing great football, especially no Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones is now in Tennessee. You look at the team around Matt Ryan. He's playing some great football Absolutely. You know, for them to be where they are. 
Right, and, you know, they're coming back to AT&T Stadium after really a humiliating loss. So, I mean, there, there, there's got to be some pressure. You're, talking, you're talking about Dallas? That's talking about Dallas. To, to really respond well, you know, against a team... Um, that they should beat. The team that should beat, a team that, you know, they had the whole uh, double bounce onside kick shenanigans against last year if you remember uh alex which which was which was quite the uh uh which was really talked talked about a, a lot um as both teams really struggling i i i think that the the cowboys do win this game i i trust in the pieces that are there i trust this defense a little bit more i think they get back on track so we're both going with the cowboys we just think that offense last last week probably an outlier get back on track and we just even it comes even if it's one stop we both think that that one stop is more likely to happen with Dallas's defense than Atlanta's so now let's go Jaguars Colts as the Colts you know they're right there they're right there and you can't help but think like they easily they probably they should have been the Titans Mm -hmm. and they really should have been the Ravens I mean those are two big games against division win division leaders, I should say, that if you have those two games under your belt, all of a sudden you're potentially in control of your own destiny to win this division. And with the AFC, you know, one week we think the Bills are the best, they lose. One week we think it's Baltimore, they lose. One week we think it might be Cincinnati, then they lose. So whenever, you know, we think that there's like this dominant AFC team, they seem to kind of fall fall under pressure and lose. And for the Colts, I think they get the win today, or not today, this week. And the Jaguars, they surprised a lot of people. They surprised me. I know they surprised you. That was a great win. Josh Allen, the pass rusher, you know, really said, you know, I know you. We, I think as football fans, at least the average fan, when we think Josh Allen, we typically think the quarterback, and mainly because of the position he plays, quarterback being such a valuable position in today's NFL, that we forget that Josh Allen of the Jaguars is one of the best players at his position, a dominant pass rusher, plays another valuable position, and, you know, good for Josh Allen, good for Josh Allen kind of saying, you know, look at me, you know, my I know you don't always think of me when you think Josh Allen, but I am just as good from another position as one you typically do talk about. I don't see... The I don't see the Jaguars having a repeat performance. I think the Colts, they get a win. If you're a Colts fan, you do kind of have those what-if, you know, memory. Not memories, but thoughts of, you know, what if we held on against Baltimore? What if we finished against Tennessee? Those are two tough losses that could definitely come back to bite them. Colts, though, they're playing great football. And I know their defense hasn't has been inconsistent. Against the Jets, it was very leaky, especially late. But you know, I think this defense they don't they, they don't have to be perfect against the Jaguars offense. And and I think this Jaguar, this Jaguars offense might have to be perfect against this Colts defense. Wentz is playing great football. I really I really like what Carson Wentz is doing. So I I like the Colts to win this game at home. I like the Colts as well. I think it's gonna be a closer game than many expect. I could see the Jaguars giving Indy a, a run for their money, but again, Wentz, he's had some bad mistakes, but overall, Wentz has had actually a very strong season. And I really just thought the Jaguars, you know, after all that's happened with them and the whole Urban Meyer scandal, it seemed like he was losing that that locker room. 
but they really went out and played with a lot of heart. And I, I think they the way able to stay in that game against a really good team and not blink once, you know, really just, you know... And be able to finish. Be able to finish believing in yourself. And then also, the, you talk about Josh Allen. We know that he's a great player. And also Trevor Lawrence, I think, on the other side of the ball, he didn't try to do too much. He knew that his defense was playing well, that, he, that if he could, you know, make enough plays to keep them in this game, then, you know... That's sometimes what it takes. I still have my concerns about the Jaguars boating around Trevor Lawrence. Sure. And this offseason is going to be really telling. He doesn't have a great offensive line. I have great concerns about the coaching staff and the receivers. DJ Chark's injured. I like Chanel, but they don't have that alpha in the wide receiver room. Yeah, the future is murky there. And I just think we've seen guys like Sam Darnold, David Carr, you need to build around your young quarterback because talent alone won't carry out all the time. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I think it, uh, I expect the Colts to take care of business. They really need this one. I mean, if, if they if they don't win this game, it's it's a lot of people, including me, might might book them out this season because I think it's it, it's two one. This could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. This is um, they're playing um, good football. They just haven't been able to finish. Right, and it, it, it's it's and the games they haven't been able to finish are huge, huge games. Right, it's almost the opposite. I feel like of my Pittsburgh Steelers, where it feels like they're not really playing good football, but they're finishing games. They're they're finding ways to win, but they're really playing, you know, not great. Uh, football. We'll get to them later in a second, but I I expect the Colts to win this game and to try to keep their season alive. Yeah, I, I think their season is definitely alive. They might not they might not win that division the way the Titans are playing with an impressive win against the Rams. But the, you do have that extra wild card. You look at the AFC North is gonna beat each other up. So I could I don't I think the Colts season's far from finished. Now a loss might change that. Right. But I I, I do think that if they do win this game, that they're that they're definitely right in it. They're definitely right. Their season's far from over, especially even though they've lost the way they've played over the last few weeks. Sure. So now, I, again, a really great game here. The Cleveland Browns traveling to New England, facing the New England Patriots. This is probably one of the better games of the week, as I had my concerns for Cleveland. I thought their season was on the line last week against the Bengals. And they delivered in a huge way. I mean, they they dominated since the Bengals, good first drive, throw the pick, the 99-yard pick six. From then on, it was a Brown show. And the Browns shut down Joe Burrow for the most part. Their offense scored at will. They got the running game going. Cleveland was really rolling on all cylinders in a way that we kind of thought they might heading into the year. Having said that, I'm going with the New England Patriots. I'm going with the New England Patriots. I know... The whole thing is, you know, Patriots can't win at home. That's weird. I think that's also a little fluky. You know, you look at, uh, they played the Cowboys. They barely lost to the Cowboys at home. They barely lost to the Bucks at home. They did lose to the Dolphins at home, which looking back is pretty embarrassing. But again, that was a close game. So they're playing close games. I also think that, I know their defense might not be what it once was, but no Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb is very iffy. I like Dearness Johnson. But I do think the Patriots will be able to make the Browns one-dimensional. That's kind of Bill Belichick's forte. Take what your opposing offense does well and just take that out. I think they'll be able to limit the running game. More pressure will fall on Baker Mayfield. And then you look on the opposite side of the ball. I like you know I like this Browns defense, 
but I really like what Mac Jones is doing. I the one knock on Jones is how much better can he become, and I definitely think that's a question. But for now, Mac Jones is doing wonderful in the role that the Patriots carved out for him. He's doing enough to get the wins. And keep in mind, I loved I loved the Chargers coming into this year, and I think you did as well. They went into L.A. cross-country and beat the Chargers. I think that was very telling in terms of this team, this defense, and Mac Jones about the future, both the immediate future and also the, you know, I guess semi-long-term future at home against the Browns. I think it'll be a good game. But I think they'll be able to clamp down on that run on that running game, at least limit it. More pressure will fall on Baker Mayfield. And as we've seen, the more pressure that's on Mayfield, that's not how the Browns want to win games. You're absolutely right. I I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots as well. Um the Browns are a really tricky team because their defense has been poor and consistent. You know, it's had a couple last, of really good I mean, showings. last week it was great, and they have talent. It just, it feels like would be with Miles Garrett being the exception, it hasn't really all come together. It at, feels like they come to play once every few weeks. And that, and last week was that week. And last week was that week. Yeah, it, and again, I, with the exception of Miles Garrett. Yeah, I know they've been a little bit banged up in the secondary, and maybe you can attribute some of that to to, to, to those injuries. I know Denzel Ward came back, has been Awusu back for a couple Cor- of games. Awusu Kormo has been out. Yeah, so, I mean, they've been a little bit banged up there, and also on the offensive side of the ball a little bit as well. But I think this offense, when healthy, has shown that it's really, really good. Um, I and I and I think they're they're really coached well. They have a great scheme, and they're probably the best running game in football right now when they're healthy. Not healthy, but fair. no hunt, and we'll see with Chubb. Right. And so, congrats to by the way to Wyatt Teller on his new deal, four years, fifty six million, much deserved. I will say, I know we're getting a little off track, but sure. I did. I do want to say, you know, Wyatt Teller, I think, is one of the most underrated offensive linemen in the NFL. A terrific guard. A big reason why that offensive line is as good as it as it has been. So much deserved Absolutely. for Wyatt Teller. Really one of the most underrated offensive linemen, guard or tackle or even center in the NFL. I think that's right. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think the reason I'm going at the Patriots here is just because... Oh, we have some breaking news here that we'll just, while we're talking about. Uh, uh, it could not have come at a better time. So, Brown's uh, pro, 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 pro Bowl guard, Joe Antonio, agrees to a three-year $48 million extension. Browns are locking up their offensive line because they know that that's the strength of this team. And we've seen across the NFL, it is so difficult to get that offensive line right. Browns recognize it. And they're addressing it with where they're spending their resources. Good job by the Browns. Good job for Andrew Barry. And really, again, Joe Bettino, kind of like Wyatt Taylor, flies a bit under the radar, but very good at what he does. Absolutely. He's really a great run blocker. He's, he's used a lot uh, in their, when they pull the guard. He just always seems to be that leading blocker, bowling over guys. It, it's really smart by them. I think it's a very reasonable price, to be yeah, frank. $16 million a year. Uh, was, yeah, 16, yes, $16 million a year, uh, 3 or 48 Um So I, I, I'm a... Browns are building their roster the right way, which we're not used to saying over the years. Exactly. Um, the reason I'm going to the Patriots, though, is because I think, one, they're at home. I don't really buy into this, you know, no home wins thing. I just think that the Browns are a little bit too beat up. I think they're riding a little too high right now, and I think... And as great as Kevin Stefanski is, he's not Bill Belichick. Yes. 
he's, um, a, he's a solid coach, Stefanski. He's a solid coach. But Belichick is an all-time great. Yeah, exactly. I I think that this Patriots defense will be able to get the stops, get the turnovers, with this Browns offense being a little bit banged up. I think it will be actually a fairly high-scoring game, dare I say. It's, that's where I will disagree with you. I mean, I think it'll be pretty low-scoring. I don't think it's going to be 17-10, to 10, but... Like when you say I score, do you think both teams are going to score over thirty? I I I'm, I'm, I think in the mid to twenties, mid to late twenties is where. Okay, I'm well, yeah, okay, I would agree with you. For there. these two teams, I think that's fairly high. Okay, that's that's really fair. High. When I typically when someone says high scoring, I typically think, especially in today's NFL, thirty four, you know, thirty one, thirty four plus. But yeah, I, I could see the score being twenty. I mean, I'm a twenty seven, twenty four. Right. You, well, I mean, your your Monday night game was pretty high scoring. That's true. That's true. <laughs> now that I think of it, um, so we're both going with the New England Patriots here um, to get a, a a big win against the Browns. So now we'll go to New York, where the- you know New York legend Mike White <laughs> is taking on the Buffalo Bills. All jokes aside, you do have to be impressed with what you've seen from Mike White. I don't think that's going to be enough, and I think the Bills, they're going to take last week's loss to heart. Kind of like the Cowboys, they realized that was an embarrassing moment. I think not for them, and I think they know that how they bounce back is going to have huge, uh, basically be huge in terms of how they look towards the rest of the season and into the postseason. They should bounce back, though. And I... I a big reason, I typically don't pick blowouts, but I picked Buffalo to blow out Jacksonville, mainly because we've seen them do it throughout the year. When they're supposed to win, they win in convincing fashion. I think they do win in convincing fashion this week against the Jets. I think they're going to come out angry. They're going to try to you know put their best foot forward early in this one. And I, I like the Bills in this one. It will be interesting to see Mike White. Tough matchup. He's going to have to throw a lot. If Mike White has a solid game this week, I, Zach Wilson, I still believe, is the guy in terms of starting long-term. But maybe, you know, if Mike White has a solid game, people around maybe the Jets fan base will start to, you know, change their tune. I think that that could very well it, be. It's New York. Anything can happen. It's New York. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Um, and probably also in convincing fashion. There's almost a, sometimes, you know, there's this whole notion of division games, right? They're a lot closer. For Buffalo, I feel like there's almost a comfort in, you know, walking Against into some... a New York Jets stadium. <laughs> I uh, think there's a lot of comfort for teams that walk into MetLife, whether they're playing the Jets or the Giants. I think that's true. And Jets more so. You know, the Gi- Jet, Giants, the... Giants are, the, are a great team in the first 55 minutes, and then the last five minutes they dissolve. But the Jets... There's comfort for a lot of teams. When right. Face and especially when you're in the division, you've beat this team up. It, it feels like a comfort win, almost. You know, uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna go with the, the, the Bills as well here. I just think it's a get-right get game. The Jets, I thought I think, last could, week yeah. would be a semi-get-right game, and they, they lost to the Jaguars, but I, I do agree with you there. I think they get back on track with a convincing win on the road against the Jets. On the, on the road, but again, they almost play in the same state. Yeah. Exactly. We're both going with the Buffalo Bills to take care of business against the Jets. And uh, I say, I just want to say, I say almost in the same state because technically the Jets play New Jersey. 
Oh, true, true. Almost, yeah. Fair yeah. point. Bill, Bills are the New York team. According, you know, Cohen and Josh Allen, they're the, they're the only New York team. It's true. Technically. Technically, they are. But New York, I just say New York area teams. New York area teams. Sure. Um, so, we're about going with the Bills. Now, let's move on to your Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Detroit Lions. I feel like the Lions almost are getting worse. Uh, they started off with some, you don't want to say an imp- a loss is impressive, but they're facing some really good teams that... They were impressive losses. I was impressed. They were <laughs> they were facing really good teams that I thought they had no business being in, and you know they almost beat Baltimore. They almost beat the Rams. They almost beat the 49ers. And then I picked them to beat Philly, and they lay a goose egg in that game. Yep. Now they have to go into one of the tougher, toughest places to play in Pittsburgh. I know... The Steelers, defensively, I thought they'd have a dominating. Uh, I thought they'd have a dominating game against Justin Fields. That did not happen. I think their defense rebounds. I think they really take it to Detroit. I think the Lions are really going to struggle to move the ball on a consistent basis. I I like the Steelers in this game. I think they should be the Steelers' offense should be able to put up around twenty-seven or so points. But for me, it's gonna. I don't see Detroit being able to move the ball consistently. Well, I don't. You know, I know the Steelers' defense has underperformed at times, but I still think going into Pittsburgh. No, you're absolutely right. I I don't I don't see uh, Jared Goff's an okay quarterback, but when you lack the talent around him, sure. I don't think Goff can take that offense into a hostile environment. No, no I agree. I don't think he can take that team to the next level. Frankly, I don't think any team can move the ball consistently against the Pittsburgh defense. Not that I'm a homer, but I just think the Steelers' defense gets the gets some stops. They always get some stops. They always get some stops. But it's uh, so you can't but really I, say I consistently. I'm, when I say consistently, it's like okay, the Lions might have two good drives the whole game. Right. No, that ma- that makes sense. I see what you're saying. Um, I think that the, the a, notion you know, they might have two good drives as opposed to five or six good right. drives. The whole thing with Pittsburgh it tends to be this team wins when this defense plays elite. They didn't play elite. And the offense was able to bail them out with a last drive, which hasn't happened in a year and a half, if not more. Um, so that was something that was comforting for Steelers fans. But also, Justin Fields exposed this defense at times when they were in zone coverage. Um, so that's something they need to clean up. And to be honest, the Bears easily could have won that game. Uh, they, they played well enough to win. Some would argue that if the penalties go a certain a different way, that they do win. You know, and that you know, there's some kind of counterfactual statements at play there, but I think that's very true. Um, and you know, the Steelers have had some fairly, you know, not hard opponents. They had Geno Smith and with Seattle, they had they had their bye week. Then you know, obviously they had the Bears, and you know, now they have the Lions. Their only other, they had their only other wins came from Denver. They did and beat Buffalo, Buffalo which they is the beginning the of the season. Um, so. This is a game Pittsburgh needs to win just to stay and move to six and three, which is an impressive record. But then that schedule well, that ramps up, and also they're in such a difficult division that when you have a game that I don't want to say easy, no game in the NFL is easy, but when you have a winnable game like you do Sunday, you have to take care of business, especially at home. Yeah, I th- I think I think you're absolutely right. I expect Pittsburgh to win to really make it hard for Detroit to move the ball, and it'll be interesting to see if. 
Pittsburgh can, you know, start to build off that momentum offensively and, and assert themselves in that way because it feels like they took a little bit of a step back in the running game against Chicago. And you give the Bears credit for playing really good defense, but um, it, it just it's a little bit disappointing for Steelers fans to see Najee, you know, at, after he averaged a couple games with maybe four yards of carry, now, now under he's getting, three. Well, now he's getting a lot of his statistics, yards, touchdowns, a lot of it's also volume. Right, exactly. Where he's not getting, he's not being as efficient as you hope for when you take a running back in the first round, which is, which is a whole nother, that's a whole <coughs> nother conversation, taking a running back in the first round, as yeah. I can speak from experience. Right, it, it, it's a slippery slope. If he's still the starter and producing in five years, uh, I think I'll maybe change my tune of that, but we'll right. see. Five years and he'll retire. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the shelf life for running back. Right. So now Titans hosting the New Orleans Saints. Trevor Simeon's playing some really good football. Yeah. If you're the Saints, who are you rolling with at quarterback? If Taysom Hill is a hundred, Taysom Hill is a hundred percent healthy, hypothetically. Who are you, who are you rolling with? Because keep in mind, if you use Taysom Hill as your quarterback, he's your quarterback. You can't do anything else with him. Yeah, you can run with him. But if Trevor Simmons your quarterback, you can be as creative as you want with Taysom Hill. Would you, who are you starting at quarterback if you are Sean Payton? Give me Trevor Simeon. I'm right there with you. I think we forget what Simeon did in Denver. Like, he wasn't great in Denver, but he was, what, maybe slightly below league average? Like, he was a serviceable quarterback with the Broncos, and... You know, they were down 24, I believe it was 24-6, to six, late to the Falcons. I know, again, Falcons don't have a great defense, but he led them multiple scoring drives, took the lead, and then the defense couldn't hold. You look at what he did against Tampa, again, losing against Tom Brady, leads them on a comeback. It's just great. Trevor Simeon has, has displayed really good, I think, poise throughout the game. He's at the same time of a, a bunch of playmakers, but he's gotten the ball out to his guys, let his guys work. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Trevor Simeon. So, Shy, I agree with you. I would start Simeon the rest of the season and allow Taysom Hill to kind of continue to be that gadget player. I am going to go with the Titans, though. I think you have to be really impressed with how the Titans have played. I yeah, you know, I really thought they were losing last week. Derrick Henry, no Derrick Henry. I didn't think I didn't think that mattered. I did not see the Titans beating the Rams last week. That defense is playing very well the last couple of weeks. You know, we talk about how that team has transformed since the loss to the Jets. Just look at that defense. Since that, you know, ugly loss to the Jets, I know they may, may not have been great against Buffalo, but they got stops when they needed to. That defense has been really good. As of late, especially when you consider all the injuries to the secondary, it's well coached. I'm going with the Titans. I think they keep it rolling, playing with a lot of confidence on both sides of the ball. And again, the Saints, it's not a great loss. They had bad loss to the Giants earlier in the year, bad loss to Atlanta last week, both at home. Now, we know the Saints team seems to play different on the road. It wasn't just Drew Brees. Going to Tennessee, I like, I like the Titans. I like the Titans as well. I think the Saints are able to keep it on the closer side. Oh, um, this should be a good game. I don't think it's. Gonna, I think it's going to be pretty low, fairly low scoring. Again, maybe in like the twenty, still in the twenties. But I don't think I would. I'd be surprised if a team scores in like the thirties. 
But I, 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 it'll be a good game, but I think the Titans pull it out. Yeah, I think the Titans pull it out as well. I think Trevor Simmons is a solid quarterback when you put the pieces around him uh, in a good situation, which New Orleans has. But I think the Titans' defense has played remarkably well recently, and I, uh, you know, despite a lot of concerns that we do still have. Um, but I, I just think they'll be able to keep control of the game, keep pace, and, and just be able to score with a little bit more, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit, have a little bit easier time just staying through the game at home. Um, it, it, they're a better team. I think they know they are. And I think this team has the confidence right now and they're feeling themselves. So we're both going with the Titans. I, I just love the way the Titans are playing. They're just playing like an all-around good football team, which you know we thought this offense would be great. But we had our real concerns about the defense. And when you look at all the injuries the defense has faced, for them to be still, for them to be really improving week in and week out, you love what you're seeing from Harold Landry, who's quietly had you know a bunch of sacks this year. I believe last time I checked, he had eight, eight and a half sacks. Jeffrey Simmons is playing really well, and obviously you look at Kevin Byard. So really good all around defense to play by the Titans. A big reason why they are where they are. So now let's go to the nation's capital, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Washington, taking on the Washington football team. Uh, this Washington demons has been atrocious. I, many people thought it would be the best defense in the NFL, if not top five. It's been one of, if not the worst defenses in football. No pass rush. Chase Young has taken a step back. Montez Sweat has played well, but now he has a broken jaw. He's injured. The secondary, you know, they went out, they signed William Jackson in the offseason, trying to really bolster that back end of the defense. That secondary really has been atrocious. It's been a little pathetic. That's just that's what it is. I mean, they they have really underperformed. They I think they along with the Dolphins have been two defenses that people are really excited about, and they just kind of fallen flat. Um, so this is this was a playoff matchup. Uh, last a year, a year, year ago, not, not even a year ago, it was in January. And I think it's gonna look a little bit different this time around for me. I, I'm gonna. You know, obviously, the, the Bucks are going to Washington now, but... <laughs> you, uh, what gives you confidence that this defense will be able to stop Tom Brady, who's Nothing. One, having one of his best seasons at the age of 44? Antonio Brown might not play. Gronk might not play. We saw this offense be able to put up points with just Godwin and Evans, and Godwin and Evans are pretty are right up there with any Two of the great, best receivers in the league. Well, they're right up there with any great wide receiver duo, strong offensive line overall, and, oh, uh, yeah, Tom Brady's the quarterback. It's an added bonus if you get A.B. or Gronk back, but you really don't need them. In fact, if I'm if I'm the Bucks, depending on how they progress, I might just, I, I'm going to be cautious with them. Not to, Again, no NFL game is easy, but this is a game Tampa really should win, and I think they can win even without some of their key receivers. Yeah, I think just Tom Brady's going to have a, such an easy time and Taylor, navigating Taylor, that defense. And Taylor Heineke, he's had some sparks, but I think we've mainly seen why. This Washington offensive line hasn't played well enough for him to sustain a type of momentum out. I think Heineke can be a really good backup quarterback in this league or a bridge quarterback. But And even if he needs to make a couple spot starts here and there, I think he's more than capable of doing that. But when you're putting all the pressure on Heineke and he has to be a starter for more than five, six games, I, I don't. you're not going to win that way. To go along with the defense being one of the biggest disappointments, it's really tough to see Washington winning this one. 
Yeah, I I agree. I've got Tampa in a, in a fairly convincing fashion. As do I. So now, <clears throat> going to the Carolina Panthers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. This is looking like P.J. Walker. It's looking like P.J. Walker week, and I don't think that changes much. I don't think... I, I think Darnold might be slightly better than Walker, but, Don, I mean, Darnold's been in a really tough skid. Poor job. He's forcing throws. He's reverting back to his old habits when he was with the Jets and even back to his USC habits where he had trouble securing the football. Now you bring in P.J. Walker. Played a couple drives against the Giants early in the year. Wasn't great. He he is mobile, so maybe that. He is pretty mobile, I'd say, overall. I mean, he's okay in terms of mobility, so maybe that adds a bit of an extra element. But we talked about this Cardinals defense earlier. We talked about how Washington is one. Washington and Miami are huge disappointments defensively. For every bit of a disappointment those defenses are, Arizona is more than that as a pleasant surprise. You're absolutely right. I think this Cardinals defense should have no trouble, you know, uh, you know, stopping. I I might. I, I don't know. I don't know if I might start Colt McCoy. He looked great. This week, and do you want to risk getting Kyle? I, you know, if Kyler really is a hundred percent okay, but do I? I don't. I might. I. I almost think it's better if you sit Kyler another week. Colt McCoy looked more than serviceable. He looked great against the Niners. The, why risk it? Why would you? I. I. We've seen this team over. You know, take risks with playing Kyler Murray. It never pays off. And I don't think they need Kyler Murray to win this game. Absolutely not. This defense is is should be fine. We saw what they were able to do on the ground last week. The, it, this offensive line's also playing better than I expected. This, it's not great, yeah. but it gives the quarterback more than a chance. You're, 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 even again, even a non non mobile quarterback like Colt McCoy. You're absolutely right. I'm taking Arizona here, and whatever whoever's starting at quarterback for both teams, <laughs> for both teams, I would I would sit Murray. I would yeah. definitely sit Hopkins because it seems like Hopkins is more banged up than Murray. I I think both those un- they have a host of receivers, right? Well, even they didn't. I mean, last week it was Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore, and they still blew out San Francisco. And I like the Niners better than the Panthers. It's close, but I would take the Niners over the Panthers at this point. Right. When you look at how they beat the Niners, this game's at home. I like the Cardinals no matter who's at quarterback for them. Right. So now let's go to L.A., where the Vikings... Do you have anything else to say? Sorry. Yeah. Um, where the Vikings are traveling to the Chargers... This is a really interesting game for me, Well, because me, Alex. We, we talk about the inconsistencies with the Vikings where I thought the Ravens would be able to take care of business. Not easily, but I didn't think it'd take overtime. And you look, the Vikings had that 24-10 lead in the second half. Chargers are playing okay football. They're not playing great. Lost to the Patriots. Barely beat Philly last week. I'm going to take the Chargers. Just because this Rave, not Ravens, this Vikings team overall has been fairly inconsistent, and I kind of know I know what I'm getting for Herbert overall, and I like this Chargers offense, and I don't trust this Vikings defense. At the same time, this Chargers defense has been really murky, and this Chargers defense hasn't been great this year, and I definitely think Kirk Cousins playing very good football. Yeah, you know, I think we have, we have to give Kirk Cousins more credit. He's gotten a lot of. Backlash and blame due to the contracts other teams have given him. 
And you know what? Kirk Cousins is having a very good year. I know the Vikings record might not reflect that. A lot of it's due to close losses late, kicking woes. And yeah, Kirk Cousins, he's not perfect, but Cousins, Vikings playing very Cousins is playing very well. It's the Vikings overall that have been inconsistent. I'm gonna go with the Chargers though, just because I don't think they're as inconsistent. It's in LA, so you know, Minnesota do have to travel to the West Coast. And I, I know they're not, like, far East Coast, but that is a bit of a travel. And, again, Vikings, more inconsistent, and we know there are troubles to close out games, which the Chargers have had troubles in that area as well, but it doesn't seem like it's plaguing them this season as much as it has years in years past. Give me the Vikings, Alex. I'll take it. it it's going to be a good game. I and think that would, not, game. that would not surprise me at all. And you know how much I like the Chargers – I just think that this Vikings defense is a little bit better right now. I think, you know, they've gotten the splash when they needed to. Uh, you know, they, I thought they did a f- solid job against this Ravens offense for, at, at certain stages. They crumbled a little bit at the end of the game. But that was in, you know, in overtime when this offense really well, they stalled. Got, they actually got the interception in overtime, and the Vikings offense, Kirk Cousins, couldn't finish it. Right. And I think, yeah, it, it almost seemed like they're, they were getting— uh, the, the defense was bailing out the offense, and the offense was failing to the do offense, anything with it. And I will say, as great as Cousins has been, and he, I think he's been you know pretty underrated this year, it seems like a lot of their offensive production comes early, and they just fall off in the second half. Well, not to mention they put up 30-plus points against the Baltimore Ravens defense. And it was Ravens defense hasn't been phenomenal this year. Well, keep That's in mind, feet. Yeah, definitely, but also, they, they returned the second half kickoff for a touchdown, and that made it 24-10. to 10. This offense, and it is a concern, they're so good on that first drive. They're so good, I feel like, in the first first quarter half. And then feels like they just crumble late. And some of that's on Kirk Cousins, some of it's not. But that's my worry about this Vikings team moving forward. Right, and I think also part of that is that Ravens are a, have a solid run defense. And when you are keep stalling like that, you got to throw the ball. And I think the Chargers are not as good of a defense as much as we want to put some, you know, blame on the Ravens' defense of late. The Chargers aren't aren't there defensively. They're not. They're as you said. They're a little murkier. They've been a little bit more suspect. And I just I do, when you say more suspect, do you mean than we expected or compared to the Vikings? Both. As I think we both thought this defense would be better than the Vikings this season. And I think I thought their the Vi- I thought their defense would be okay. I, I definitely Maybe I had, thought it would be better. I had question marks okay. specifically in the secondary. It, you know, Casey Hayward was no longer there. Chris Harris seemed like he wasn't okay. the same quarterback. So I, I definitely had questions about this Chargers defense coming into the year. But they have been even a little murkier than even I expected. Yeah, I, 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 I'm mainly going to go with the Vikings. I think they can uh, go there, run the ball, play a little bit better defense, and also have the explosion to... Um, put up points in the passing game when they so need to. So can the Chargers. So can the Chargers, but I I just think that the, the, the Vikings have a little bit more momentum. They know they should have won last week, and I think the Chargers, they had a nice do run against mo- the Eagles, but it's... Do they have more momentum, though, the Vikings? I mean, yes, it was a close game. They had no business being in it, but they still lost, and that really can take a toll on your team when you lose in that fashion on the road. And Chargers, again, I know you say, oh, they should have beaten up Philly, but when you win in that throwing fashion, that can boost your morale and boost your confidence more, especially knowing, hey, we can get it done late in games. I think they're certainly both at play. I guess I'm going with more the in the, the impressive loss upward trajectory rather than the scrape by with a win. And, and that's fair, but I think when we talk from a, a momentum aspect, 
the Chargers, coming off of last week, the Chargers have the momentum. Uh, we'll see if how much momentum plays, and I'm not saying the Vikings won't win. I think it'll be. I, I think the Chargers will win, but I think it'll be a close game. But if you are talking momentum, momentum sides with the Chargers. Perhaps I, I I just tend to think that when you're in a game against such a good opponent, you've some something's got to stick. And I guess you can say, and look it, at Detroit, but Detroit's so, uh, a different team. Are we saying though that you have know, teams in the NFL? It's moral losses are okay. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe it's in a good loss. Moral I mean, losses. I believe in developments. I believe in lessons learned from losses. I believe in developments. I definitely from think losses. they learn lessons. Absolutely. But again. I, I would not be surprised if Minnesota wins this game. But if we are talking momentum, it definitely lies on the Chargers' side. You, okay, maybe momentum is not the right word, but who played better football last week? Overall, yeah. I'll Minnesota. That, probably Minnesota. Against a better opponent. Away. But I, I still think Chargers played away too. That that That's true, but I think Baltimore, Baltimore is, is a better team than better Philly. Team. I'm not disagreeing with you. But again... I think, but I again, not be surprised whoever wins this game. If Tom on momentum, though, I don't well, think you can say the Vikings have more momentum. We'll talk after the game. Four twenty-five window, Alex. I would not be surprised if the Vikings win. We'll see I just what happens. I just don't. If the Vikings win, I just don't think it's because of momentum. I don't think it's because of momentum either. I think it's because they're playing better football right now. And that that's fair. That's fair. So now let's go to those Eagles. Talk. Those aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Denver Broncos. I like the Broncos in this one. I like the Broncos. You trade away Von Miller. Easily locker room could have crumbled. And I don't know if Vic Fangio makes it past this season as a head coach of the Broncos. But the way I feel like he's handled that trade, the way the Broncos responded and came out with a dominating win, you want to talk about momentum. Broncos have a ton of momentum coming into this game. At home, Philly has to travel to the West Coast. Obviously, you know, that's a very tough trip to make. I really like Denver in this one. I think their offense continues to roll. I think we saw some big plays. They realized they had to make big plays against the Cowboys defense, and they did. You mentioned, I like this Denver defense. I know you probably like it more than I do, but I still really like this Denver defense. And Jalen Hurts, I think, is an okay quarterback. But for me, he doesn't really do anything special. I think this Denver defense really limits this Philly offense. And we saw those big explosive plays for Denver, which we hadn't really seen before last week. Yeah, I I think both teams have made strides. I think Denver maybe defensively, and the Eagles maybe more offensively. Um. I I for me I think it's gonna be a really exciting game, um, and I'm actually gonna go with Philadelphia. I'm 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 going with Philadelphia, and I know it seems like wow this guy really believes in like moral victories and and things like that coming off of a, of a tough loss. I I I just think that. I mean, you know, based on being a Giants fan, I wish moral victories meant more than NFL victories. <laughs> I you know I I just think that I think we saw this Eagles defense play well and I, I, against the Chargers who I think are, have been explosive. This Denver like, defense shut down Dallas's offense. You want to talk about surprise? I know Denver has a better defense to begin with, but you want to talk about surprising defense per, defensive performances? 
Dallas might have the best offense in the NFL, and they looked lost at home in the dome against the Broncos defense. I I I gotcha, but I I don't I don't know how sus- I like Denver's defense. I don't know how sustainable it is, and I know it might feel like I'm picking. You think up. Philly's defense is going to be more sustainable than Denver's? Not necessarily. I I think that Philly played well last week, and so did Denver. I am picking the upset because I think that these games, for for me, I think some of these games are really close for me. I like both of these and teams, I think this, and, and I do I'm think this game picking, will be close. And I'm kind of picking will be close. the upset because. You want to? I want to. Yeah. Why not? And I Why think not there's go a good enough. Uh, I think there's reasoning. A good uh, enough I'll reasoning for me. Jalen Hurts has played well. The, the the Eagles, you know, I'll give you have that. have played well in the secondary. Darius Slay looks like a top corner. He looks like the corner he was two years ago with Detroit. Exactly, and the the Eagles were able to disrupt uh, Justin Herbert just enough to 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 keep in it, and I think that. Teddy Bridgewater is no Justin Herbert, and I know the Broncos played really well. It's 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 a tough one, but I think we can say the Eagles winning. So now let's go Seahawks Packers. Now the Packers lost. Is that a is that a nice moral moral loss try? No, no, no. they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, who's he's. Well, then that that's a whole other conversation yeah. for a whole other podcast, right? I, I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, I think there's... does Rodgers play this week though, Alex? Under the assu- well, he's, he's he's expected to. He's expected to. He can be activated Saturday, assuming he's negative. Assuming Roger, I'm this is all under the assumption that Rogers plays. I'm going with the Packers because Aaron Rodgers will see the lasting COVID effects on him, and that definitely is something to watch. But Russell Wilson's coming off of a pretty significant finger injury, in which he's missed m- many weeks. And, again, you just don't know what type of Russell Wilson you're going to see. I think sooner or later he'll be back to being the same old Russ. But I think there could be a bit of a learning, not a learning curve, but a recovery period before he really gets back into the swing of things. Not to mention this game is in Green Bay. That does mean a lot. Playing in Green Bay and Seattle, two really hostile environments, really tough uh, really tough to play. Plan. I'm going with... The Green Bay Packers, though. Yeah, I think assuming um, Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm going with the Packers. Um, I think we saw that their defense played well last week. Seattle, I think, has has also taken some steps. And, you know, when Russell Wilson gets back to 100%, this team will be really good. Well, Russell Wilson will be back, but I don't know how... Exactly. I don't think he'll be I'm back. I'm a little skeptical back. he'll There'll be will be a recovery period, I think. So I'm going to take uh, a, a Green Bay here, but I think this will be a really solid... And, uh, and, and and close game. I'm excited to watch it. So now let's go to the Chiefs-Raiders. Shy, you'll go first. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm i going to pick the Raiders here. I know they're coming off of a, of a, a loss. I keep picking teams coming off of losses. But I actually do think... It, it was a moral loss to the Giants. A moral loss. It was a moral loss to moral the Giants. Moral victory to the Moral victory to the Giants. Um, this, frankly, this is a team that's probably, in my opinion, just better. Than the Chiefs right now. I know the Chiefs won't beat the Packers. Doesn't mean anything to me. Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. I'm. Uh, I just still think the Raiders have the better defense, the better team. They're just playing better football. So, Shai, I know you have to go. So I'll finish up the last two games of the podcast. So I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't disagree with what I was saying. That I do think overall the Raiders have been playing more consistent football. As of late, but 
I, I'm still picking the Chiefs. It wasn't it wasn't the most impressive showing last week. You barely beat a team who's you know who's rookie quarterback or not rookie. Jordan Love wasn't a rookie, but first career start. I I like the Chiefs to win to win this game. I keep picking the Chiefs. In a lot of cases, it keeps burning me, but I do think big primetime game and that there's something about that last first down. I know it's one play, but that last first down where Mahomes was rolling out, falling down, sidearmed it, and he found Tyreek Hill in kind of the classic Patrick Mahomes Chiefs scramble drill. And there was just something about that play that I think, yes, it's one play, but I really think that play could potentially carry over. Because that just looked like vintage Mahomes. It looked vintage Chiefs. And I really feel like if that were in the middle of the game, that's a play the Chiefs could really build off of. Now, week to week, it's totally different. I understand that. But I really do think that that play, there's just something But Even if it was one play, and I understand that. But I really think it'll give Mahomes confidence. It'll give the Chiefs confidence. It just, it was more of a play we've seen from the 2019 and 2020 Kansas City Chiefs, and I really could see that carrying over. Tough division game, big game for both teams. As I alluded to, tough loss for the Raiders to the Giants. I think they have a competitive game. It'll probably be back and forth. Maybe the Raiders can get the job done. Wouldn't surprise me at all, but I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe I'll get burned again. Maybe I won't. So now, let's close out the podcast with the Monday night game. Los Angeles Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I like the Rams as... And that was a bad loss for the Niners. Yeah, you know, no Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins. You lose, okay. But the Cardinals won in convincing fashion last week. I mean, that was a convincing win by the Arizona Cardinals. Great win for the Cardinals and a bad loss for the 49ers. I think the 49ers games in San Francisco, I think they bounce back to an extent against the Rams. I think they'll be able to hang in there early, maybe make the game more competitive than we might think. But this Niners defense isn't playing well, and this Rams offense just has too much firepower. Cooper Cup right now is in line to potentially win Offensive Player of the Year. Stafford's right up there in the MVP conversations. Daryl Henderson, you know, and this running game is playing much better thanks to a very good offensive line. Robert Woods is the Rams' number two receiver. There's just too many options to, you know, go to if you're Stafford, if you're the Rams' offense, and I just don't think this Niners' defense will be able to handle all that. On the flip side, this Rams' defense, they played well against the Titans. It was just a great showing by that Titans' defense that put the offense in, you know, advantageous positions. But overall, when you really look at it, it actually wasn't a, that bad of a showing by the Rams' defense. Jimmy Garoppolo looks... He looks like a mediocre quarterback. And that's kind of what we he's been for the majority of his career. But when you look at, you know, Debo Samuel's playing really well. Brenna Hayuk is playing better, but overall still really, you know, inconsistent. This Niners offense, it just... It has its explosive plays, but overall, I feel like it's just been really, really mediocre. I like the Rams in this one to close out another great week of football. Before I end the podcast, I also just wanted to say this. Based on what I saw Monday night, and it's one game, Justin Fields, in my mind, 
has the brightest future of any rookie quarterback. He's not the best right now. That's still Mac Jones. But based on what he's shown and the improvement he's shown each and every week and the potential and high-end talent that he has, Justin Fields has shown me so far at this stage in in each of the rookie quarterbacks' development, Justin Fields has the highest potential of any rookie quarterback. It's all about the Chicago Bears building around him the right way. So that's going to do it for this edition of NFL Game Time Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next week for another edition of NFL Game Time Podcast.